Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Since uh, Chris took over and you guys have worked together, how do you like how the original vision is starting to play out. Oh, I love it, as, as expected. Um, you know, he was the farm director here for a long time. So he's had a vision for this organization as a farm director, you know, that he's able to carry out now. Um, and he's doing a really good job of it. He's assembled a really good staff around him and there's a lot of communication. Um, there's a plan and they're executing that plan, which is good. I know you said the vision is different from farm director to running the whole. It, it, it is, um, but you know, as 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 a farm director, you're still you're developing players for the big leagues, and you're keeping tabs of the big league level and what we need in the big leagues to be able to have success. Uh, so what I mean by that, you know, he he worked every single day with that with that vision for the last six years, um, and now he's able to uh, carry that vision out. And he's doing. You guys seem to be in a favorable position here, knowing that there are many teams that want some of your players, but that strategically you might not have to move them just because this is a winter meeting. In other words, you're in a position where you can wait for other teams to um, make moves and then get maybe strike. What What are your thoughts about you know the position the White Sox are in to, to get better by? trading players maybe at the right time? Um, I think we're in a great spot. You know, we got some players that are really talented. Um, and we're not going to just move them to move them. It has to, be, it has to make sense. Um, you know, these guys have proven it at the major league level. And if it makes sense for us, um, then Chris and the staff will pull the trigger. If it doesn't, then we'll wait for the right time. You know, but being able to have those players uh, as a part of our organization uh, and have those options, uh, is something that we're always exploring to, to make us better, not just make us better now for 24, but make us better 
you know, for 24 and beyond. Chris, would these players be surprised that they might be out there on the marketplace right now? I don't think so. I mean, I think Chris set the tone early. He said everybody's available, right? And um, as 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 it should with everybody. Um, you know, that's that's just the way the game is. You know, if if there's a, an opportunity to make an organization better, you know, you always got to look into it. Um, but like I said, you know, these guys are White Sox right now, and they're talented. And you know, our job is my job and our staff's job is to, you know, to to get that talent to perform on the field and execute. Chris said at the GM meetings he wants his team to be more well-rounded. Do you see that as kind of a priority? Is that what you guys are kind of trying to accomplish with, with everything that gets done this winter? You know what? One of the things I learned last year is that um, we played a game that doesn't win in the big leagues. Um, we need to play faster. We need to be more athletic. We got to catch the baseball, um, and we gotta we gotta do things a little better fundamentally. And when we talk about you know getting more rounded. That's what it's about, you know, the, uh, being able to bring in Nicky Lopez and Paul DeYoung and, you know, what those guys can do defensively. Um, and obviously we're not done. Um, you know, it's just, it's the, the type of game that wins games at the major league level. You know, you, you got to play fundamental baseball to be able to, you know, to compete at that level. And that's what we're trying to do. Paul, just, just what do you like about, about the team? Consistency. You know, I like I like what he brings to the table every single day. Um, you know, you get short stuff out there that um, you know he's going to be fundamentally sound. You know, and uh, and he's going to lead. You know, and the same thing with Nicky. You know, being able to acquire Nicky. Um, you know, Nicky can play second base, play above average second base, and move over to shortstop, and you know, give Paul you know give Paul a day, and, uh, and obviously don't forget about you know Colson Montgomery who's knocking on the door and. You know, so there's some, there's some there's some good things happening. Um, you know, and, and the off season's early. You know, it's early still. So, um, you know, Chris and his staff are exploring everything to make us better. Like I said, not not just in 24, but you know, beyond. I don't know if this is more of a question for Chris, but the catching situation. Like, how do you see who your catcher is right now, or is that just to be determined? I think it's to be determined. I think uh, there's a lot to be determined. Um, and things are coming together, but they're coming together slowly. And you know, I, I I think that's the way to do it. I don't I don't think you rush into anything. Um, like I said, we have talented players, and I think that every deal that's made has to fit for us uh, now in the future. And um, you know, so there's there's a lot of unknowns still, you know, in this club. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns in the rotation, you know, uh, behind the plate. Uh, so. You know that's something that's going to take a little bit of time. You know, it, 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 it might take all the way to spring training. You know, who knows? But I'm I'm confident um, in my conversations with Chris in the front office um, that we're going to get this right. <clears throat> so, um, Bannister and Barkley come in with really good uh, reputations. Those roles have a bigger impact on the organization than when you first started the game. Roles that are not being used. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've had a chance to, to listen to uh, Bannister now a couple of times. You know, he's a difference maker. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and so is Barfield. You know, these guys are difference makers. And, you know, just listening to their ideas and, and the way they see things, um, it's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air because these guys, these guys are really creative. Uh, and they're always finding, you know, little ways to, 
you know, to make us better. Um, and sometimes that's what you need as an organization. You know, you, you need the big fish, obviously, um, but you also need to, you know, support the big fish with, you know, um, creativity. You know, and these guys bring it. Um, I, I've been really impressed with our front office. You keep saying, you know, these moves need to be good fits for the White Sox. How important is fit, not just from what you're trying to do on the field, but, but kind of with that identity that Chris is trying to establish? You know what, Chris brought in, um, we had a meeting in, I think it was November, and we talked about um, you know, culture and uh, what we want to look like. And he's got three pillars, and they're professionalism, trust, and execution. And everything falls into one of those three. Um, and it might seem simple, but it's really hard, really hard to do. We're looking for professionals, you know, to trust the process and execute on the field. It sounds simple, um, but it's not, you know, because because professionalism, um, it's a big word, and there's a lot to it. Um, and you know, obviously, trusting the process sometimes is really hard, you know, because it, it it might make you uncomfortable as a player. But you got to trust the process, and obviously, execution at the major league level is one of the hardest things to do. So, um, I, I believe in simplicity. Um, I love uh, that message. Um, you're going to hear that message a ton. That's what we're about. Uh, that's what we're going to be about moving forward. And um, like I said, it, it sounds simple, but it's, but it's not. With the, with the changes that already have and are going to be made, you expect that aspect to be a lot different and a lot better for next year's team than it was in 23? Absolutely. 100%. What have you learned about yourself over the last year about your position? And what advice would you give a guy like Joe Espada or Carlos Mendoza as they go into their rookie manager? You know, that's a really good question. Um, off the field, and what I mean by off the field, in, in the dugout, in the clubhouse, you know, I, I, I learned how to manage through adversity. And there's a lot of things that come up during the major league season that, you know, even with me and my experience and the jobs that I've held, there's things that come up that you haven't experienced before. So no matter who you are um, and what you've done in the game, you're still going to run into situations where you probably haven't faced before. Um, I think the most important part is understanding that you're going to run into some adversity um, to stay calm, use your resources, use your coaches, use your front office, um, and, and just find, find ways to improve every single day. On the field, I think I started it off here by saying that um, we just got to play a different style of baseball. You know, we got to play fast. If you're not playing fast baseball in the big leagues, you know, you're not, you're not going to have success. I mean, if you look at the teams that were, you know, in the playoffs and you look at Arizona, and I, I said this when we played Arizona in September, you know, these guys, these guys are a handful, you know, and it reminded me of, you know, our teams in Kansas City, you know, where they just play fast. They make plays, uh, they do whatever it takes to, you know, to win a baseball game, and uh, they were a handful in, in, in the playoffs. And that's the style of baseball that we, uh, that we want to play and that we need to play to turn this thing around. Obviously, so, still some, obviously, still some unknowns on that front, you know, with the roster and everything. But are you guys going to have a team? Do you have players currently that can play that style? We're on the hunt for those type of players, um, and that's that's what we're that's what we're looking for. We spend a lot of time on, you know, makeup and how players fit into the system that we are implementing right now. Um, 
there's some players in the minor leagues that definitely fit into this. Um, and there's some there's other ones that we think we can develop to fit into this. And there's players out there that we feel that, you know, if we acquire them, they fit into this style of play into these three pillars that we believe in. So um, we are we are on the hunt for those for that style of player. And, and um, I'm confident we're going to get this done. What did you learn about your own leadership ability uh, going through that Coxie Derby season in the last year? And uh, what were some of the great challenges for um, Like I said, I learned a lot. Some of it I can't, I can't and won't talk about it here. Um, and there's there are other things that um, that I learned that I can share. You know, a, a lot of this job doesn't pertain to baseball, you know, it just pertains to management, you know, managing clubhouse and managing the chemistry. Um, chemistry is real. It's real. And, uh, you know, some people don't believe in it. Um, I believe in it. You, know, you got to get 26 guys that are fighting for each other and love each other and play for each other every single day to be able to get this thing done. And um, we're on our way to doing that. There, there's, there's a lot that I learned, believe me. Um, and, and I'll start implementing some of those things in the spring, um, and you'll see you'll see the difference. You see yourself operating differently as you go out with a group of younger guys, two veterans. So we're going to be playing different because we're going to play in a faster game. So obviously I'll be managing a diff you know, you know, different, different style of game, an aggressive game. Um, but... I've I've said it to you, to I've said this to you guys plenty of times. I, I'm ever evolving. I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna just sit around and not really look at myself in the mirror and say okay I need to get better at this and that and you know I, I'm not doing that. So I, I've I've reflected a ton. Um, there's there's things that I I feel I could have done better and, and I will be better. Um, there's things that I feel our staff could have done better and we will be better. Um, and definitely there's things that our team could have done better, and we will be better. Um, you know, so I'm excited for spring training. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the team that you know that that joins us in, in Camelback, and you know you'll, you'll see you'll see a difference. Chris, talk often about what kind of players you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, we communicate all the time, you know, and. Um, like I said, we have a really good front office. Um, you know, there's times we'll take two or three days without, you know, talking. But, you know, I know that, you know, those guys in there are constantly working to, you know, to improve in us. Um, but we're, we're, we're in constant communication. We know the type of player that we want. Um, we know the system that we, that we are creating and who fits in that system. And, you know, we're going to stay consistent with that. <clears throat> Very little. Um, not enough to comment on that. Um, I know he's extremely talented, but um, very, very little. What have you learned about uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and his passion for the game and still being you know what? That's a that's a great question. And coming in here, um, 
I've been lucky and grateful to uh, develop a relationship with Jerry. Um, I think he's one of the best, if not the best owners in the game. Uh, he's got a passion to win. Um, he loves the game of baseball. Um, he's a fan and an owner as well. Um, and his knowledge for the game uh, is really, really good. Um, my communication with Jerry is uh, impeccable. Um, you know, he, he believes in, in us and what uh, we're trying to accomplish. Um, I love working for him. I love working with him. Yes.